millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome to a special bite-sized podcast-only big match preview episode of Chapman Live. This week's wintry conditions have meant that we haven't risked trying to travel to the Valley for a live show, but it is Louis Mendes here to give you a brief update ahead of Saturday's trip to Kingsmeadow to take on AFC Wimbledon. At the time of recording, we are yet to know the outcome of Friday's midday pitch inspection in southwest London, so make sure you check the club's official channels before setting off for the game to check it has been given the go-ahead. On this brief update, I'm pleased that I'll be announcing a new Charlton Live show that's set to begin airing next week. I will provide you with a quick update on the progress of the takeover. I wish we were there takes us back to a remarkable game in February 2004. And then, of course, we'll look ahead to Saturday's game with the Wombles. I said at the top of the podcast, we have a new show to reveal. We here at Charlton Live are delighted to announce that we're teaming up with London's new sport mad radio station, Love Sport. Kicking off next Tuesday, we'll be bringing you an additional hour of Addicts Chat live on Love Sport Radio each and every week. Pretty much all of London's sides will have a show dedicated to them on the station. And during our slot, we'll be able to offer the chance for Charlton fans to call in and have their say on the biggest Addicts stories of the week. We'll be hoping to line up some great Charlton guests as well as the show goes on. Our show will mainly be airing on Monday nights between 9 and 10pm, but our first appearance is currently set to be this coming Tuesday evening. We hope you'll be able to join us then. This won't stop our normal content going out on Thursday and Sunday evenings on Maritime Radio, of course, but it's just another platform for you to get your addicts updates. Charlton Live. Right, that's the announcement out of the way. On with the show. So in case you missed it on Wednesday afternoon, director Richard Murray provided fans with an update on the takeover. And whereas it still isn't confirmation of a sale, it appears to be a step in the right direction. In his previous statement on the matter back at the beginning of February, Murray had confirmed there were two parties who were interested in taking control of the club, although one appeared to be much closer to agreeing a price with the current owner, the unpopular Belgian tycoon Roland du Châtelet. He also felt that a deal could well have been concluded in February. Murray now says that although the takeover didn't happen before February ended, the good news is that now both parties interested in taking over the club have agreed terms, including the price, for concluding a deal with Du Châtelet. Lawyers for both are now working on finalising a sale and purchase agreement, though which party will be the ones to conclude that deal, and indeed the actual identity of the two parties, remain to be confirmed publicly. Murray has been told to expect a takeover to be completed within the next few weeks, so Addicts fans, we can hope that the end of the tumultuous reign of Roland du Châtelet is within sight. Charlton Live. On Monday evening, we at Charlton Live attended the quiz night that the club put on at the Marriott Hotel in Bexley Heath in aid of the charity Prostate Cancer UK. 
In the summer, a 30-strong team addicts comprising of club staff, former players and Charlton supporters, including myself, will be cycling from London to Amsterdam in order to raise money for Prostate Cancer UK. And Monday's event was held in order to garner some more funds for a charity that is close to the club's heart. Player liaison officer Tracy Leeburn organised the evening with the club's media officers George Jones and Ollie Groom writing the questions and plenty of other club staff also pitching in to lend a hand on what was a great evening, the event raising £3,000 for the charity. Our Charlton Live quiz team came a very respectable joint second, absolutely smashing the Charlton Museum team in the process, thanks mainly, of course, to my personal 10 out of 10 on the audio commentary round. Congratulations, of course, to Colin Holland's Red Army, the team who came out on top in the quiz and donated their £200 prize pot straight back to Prostate Cancer UK. A great gesture from a great quiz team. If you'd like to donate to the cause, head to my Twitter page, which is at Louis Mend, and you'll find a link to sponsor me for the ride pinned to the top of my Twitter profile. Every donation is very gratefully received and will, of course, go to help fight an illness that one in eight of us blokes will get in our lifetime. Charlton Live. Now... Strap yourselves in, as Wish We Were There takes us back to an incredible game at the Valley in February 2004. Oh, making the run. That's a lovely touch wide to Decanio. Delivered back towards Cole. And some support, but has managed to turn and fire it in. Stunning goal. Barton Cole's third since joining on loan from Chelsea. And really well taken. Canio played his part. Cole played two parts in the move. Towards Canio, got the touch. Jason Yule, 2-0. delivery from Stewart, it needed the flick from Di Canio Mule was onside to score Blackburn caught napping got some support not this forthcoming and the back pass has led Andy Cole in here must be 2-1 oh he nearly made a mess of things there but Cole has scored now he can breathe a sigh of relief Got Blackburn back in the game. Mutton's delivery. Gallagher. And still Gallagher. And Friedel! Unbelievable! Holland. Off went Ryderson. This is Jensen! Surely wins it for Charlton. There's no fairy tale for Brad Friedel. Another twist in a game of so many tales. What a finale we've witnessed. Chesky just got to keep the ball now. That's it. Charlton have done enough. Klaus Jensen is the last gasp hero. Time 
of recording. We're heading over to South West London on Saturday to take on AFC Wimbledon as we look to bounce back from our home defeat against Shrewsbury last Saturday. We're also hoping to avenge our FA Cup defeat against the Wombles in December, but a Charlton win would mean we've done the double over the Dons with Ricky Holmes' free kick, the only goal when the sides met at the Valley in late October in the league. Carl Robinson, who isn't popular around those parts due to his connections with his former club, Milton Keynes, didn't hold a press conference today as per normal on a Thursday, but it was revealed this week that he will have to do without left-back Jay De Silva and midfielder Ahmed Kashi for the foreseeable future. Chelsea Loney De Silva hurt his ankle during the Shrewsbury defeat and is expected to be out for up to six weeks, whilst Algerian midfielder Kashi has sustained a heel injury that will sideline him for at least a month. Naby Sarr and Lewis Page are both set to be in contention to fill the left-back berth at Kings Meadow on Saturday, and you'd expect to see Joe Aribo drop in the defensive midfield to partner Jake Forster-Kaski in Cashy's absence, with Ben Reeves or Tariq Fossu probably returning to the number 10 role if Saturday's game does go ahead. Well, it will be interesting to see which way Robinson decides to go there. Goalkeeper Dylan Phillips should be fit enough to return to the bench after missing out on a place in last week's squad due to concussion. So that's the Addicts team news, but what can we expect from AFC Wimbledon? The Dons suffered a first defeat in three at home to Blackburn Rovers on Tuesday, but they have only won just once in their last seven league games and sit just two points above the drop zone in the League One table. To find out more about Saturday's opponents, I spoke to my BBC Radio London colleague Alan Seabrook, who reports on the Wombles regularly. Joining us now on Charlton Live is BBC Radio London's AFC Wimbledon reporter Alan Seabrook. Alan, good evening, how you doing? Yeah, hi Louis, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Now, obviously, you've been watching uh, the Dons for for quite a few years now for for BBC Radio London, um, and so you're you're the man to ask. Uh, you're the expert uh, for when we try and <laughs> we try and get the uh, the update. So, obviously, this is uh, the their, their second season in League One now after their their promotion at Wembley a couple of years ago. Um, in a in a difficult bit of form, only only two points above the relegation zone. I think they've. Uh, only got one win in their last seven. I mean, how how has the season gone so far for the Dons? I think it's been difficult. Um, the front end of the season up to, to the end of December, pretty much they couldn't score goals. Um, I think they had the basis of a good side and, and, and good patterns of play. Uh, they, they were difficult to beat. They just couldn't beat sides. Um, in January, they, 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 they tweaked things a little and, and suddenly the goals started to flow. But I think we've had... Uh, an underlying trend of, of, of injured players that the Amadis kind of had to to coax through a little bit, and we've seen less less of other people like Cody McDonald, uh, who who was pretty much central to that really good January period. Um, so I think in, yeah, and, and of late, uh, Cody got got this injury. We had one or two injuries, and then we went on this really bad run of, of four straight defeats. And I've got to say, confidence looked low, and we looked. Empty. We didn't have that solidity about us that we had in the front half of the season. Mm. But we, we seem to be turning a corner um, to getting that back at the moment. Mm. Um, and what about the, the the job that Neil Ardley's done? Obviously, he's, he's been at Wimbledon for quite a few years now. Came in in two thousand and twelve. Uh, was the manager that got them promoted to to this level. Um, but obviously, with perhaps the the, the slightly difficult run that, that Wimbledon are on at the moment. I mean, are the fans still sticking with him? I think for the most part they are. I think if you look at social media, you can get you can get it's kind of split. But I think you step away from that and you actually start talking to people. I think a lot of people still support him. I'm of a mind of who else would you get if he went? And I'm also of a mind if Wimbledon were relegated 
and they were looking for a new manager. You probably want a young, up-and-coming manager who's used to working with a small budget, who's, who's got teams out of League Two in the past, and kind of he ticks all the boxes. So mm. I think it, it would be foolish to get rid of him um, if they got relegated. I think he's still doing a, a good job. I think he knows what he's doing. It's not always easy. He's working, as I say, with, with a small budget and a small squad, um, probably in terms of position in the league, they're, they're where they should be in terms of, of, of the budget. Um, he wanted to bring another striker in in the, in the January window. We've got obviously Joe Piggott, but he couldn't get that extra player. Um, and I think it's left them a bit light up front. So when you're Cody McDonald's, if he's carrying an ox, I notice he wasn't playing again against uh, Blackburn. Um, it, it's difficult. Um, I think for, for Neil, I think he, he's having to juggle a lot. But he, I think he's doing a good job, and I think most people appreciate that. A lot of people back him. As I say, on social media, there's one or two that say, well, it's time for you to go. But I think he, he's given Wimbledon a lot, and I think he's still got a lot to offer. Mm. I mean, at, at the start of the season, do you think just staying up was pretty much the aim for the club? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as, as I mentioned a moment ago, in terms of budget, they're probably... A, a little bit above where they should be. I think at the moment, staying in the division is a, is a biggie for them. I think just staying up is 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 the the ambition. Mm. I think anything more is probably probably reaching for the stars. But when the new ground comes in and they get a bigger budget and and they're, and they're able to sort of maybe attract you know one or two more players because they've got the bigger budget. As I say, it's short at the moment. That will be the time, I think, really, to maybe a judge um, Neil Ardley, and also maybe to start thinking, well, maybe the playoffs. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Joe Piggott, though. Obviously, that's that's a player that a lot of Charlton fans will have a bit of interest in because he came through our academy and uh, in, in in the end ended up getting released. Um, how, how's he been so far? He's got a very important goal, didn't he, against Bristol Rovers a couple of weeks ago? He did. I mean, he's been great off the bench. I have to say. Um, when he started, I think it, maybe he's, he's finding that difficult because obviously he's come out of, non, uh, of National League football um, and it's, it's a big jump up and he's been playing on, on artificial surfaces as well. So I think he's finding it a little bit difficult to make the step up. But from what I understand, I mean, the players, the management can all see his qualities uh, and uh, I'm sure he'll develop in, into, into what Wimbledon need. Um, but yeah, he's got a great knack coming off the bench and scoring some very important goals. He's done it twice now. Mm. Uh, now, of course, uh, you'll remember from the, the game at King's Meadow last season, uh, in particular, the reception that the, the current Charlton manager, Carl Robertson, uh, gets from the AFC Wimbledon fans is less than friendly. Um, I mean, <laughs> what, what do you put that down to? Why do the Wimbledon fans still hold so much of a grudge uh, against Carl Robinson? Um, I think you know the answer to that one, Louis. It's, 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 it's his um, connections with, with another side that are about 70 miles up the road from, from Wimbledon. Um, probably I'd be lynched if I said their name. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much that. I think that there is a level at which um, uh, passions still run very deep um, against against that club and people connected with it. Mm. Excellent. Right, obviously we've seen uh, the the two clubs play twice, uh, play each other twice already this season. The, the home game at the Valley, uh, Charlton won one nil with that Ricky Holmes free kick, and then but the FA Cup tie was a altogether sort of different affair. And Wimbledon came out three one winners. So, I mean, in in terms of the game this Saturday, have you got players in particular that the Charlton fans want to look out for? Well, I think Lyle Taylor's got 
Taylor's obviously always a threat for Wimbledon, and I think when they were going through that bad run about two or three games ago, he he was somebody who kind of I think helped drag Wimbledon out of that malaise. He just worked so hard, and he scores goals. He scored at the weekend against uh, Peterborough. Wimbledon arguably should have won that. So I think, uh, yeah, Lyle is um, always one to watch out for. Um, and he got subbed today. I know I noticed um, when against Blackburn. I'm arguably to rest him for the weekend because obviously short on players Wimbledon maybe um, so yeah I think Lyle Taylor definitely but the, but the two games I thought as far as Wimbledon were concerned against Charlton this season very different we seem to come to the valley to just kind of hang on um, but I think we saw more of what Wimbledon were about in the FA Cup time and more of what we've seen into January and over the last couple of games Um uh, yeah, against Peterborough and Bristol Rovers. Mm. So, I mean, so how do you see it going this Saturday? I mean, do, do you think that Wimbledon will come out because they are the home side? I think I think they'll be better than they were at the Valley, um, and, and I think they will come out. And, and yes, I mean they've got their confidence back, and they're playing a system that, that seems to suit all the players. Um, it works quite well for them. Uh, and I would think they'd want to be on the front foot. I think Neil Ardy will be aware that as the home team, Wimbledon need to go and get something. And to be fair. Wimbledon need to get something anyway, given their position in the league table. Charlton, from what I can observe, they're kind of a bit in and out at the moment. If we can, if Wimbledon can, can start well and maybe just get Charlton off balance a little bit, I mean, there could be three points to be taken there. But obviously, Charlton have some quality players, they have good players, and it won't be easy. And if Charlton get it right, then it, well, who knows what could happen. Charlton Live. Right, that's it for the show. Thanks for listening to this evening's Bite Size podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Once again, don't forget to check on the club's official channels before heading over to Kings Meadow on Saturday as the game with AFC Wimbledon will be in doubt due to the weather. If the game does go ahead, we hope to return to the Charlton Live studio on Sunday evening to discuss it. If not, you'll be able to catch us on Love Sport Radio next Tuesday evening. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. Let's hope for a big three points for the Addicts this weekend. We'll see you later. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.